0: And all month long, we are talking about living life with one another in the gospel. Like, how do we do this gospel life thing? Um, And for those of you who don't know, the word gospel just means good news. It is the news about Jesus and how do we live out our faith together? So the verse that we're memorizing is from 1 Thessalonians 2. It's verse 8b, and it says this, Because we loved you so much, We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. It's so good. And we have Melissa Kruger here, and we are just talking about what does this look like? Last episode, if you didn't listen, you can go back and find out more about Melissa. But on this episode, we're going to dive into this verse and really kind of hit the nitty gritty with it. So welcome
1: back, Melissa. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, God, I'm so excited about this verse. And um, for those of you who don't know, Melissa wrote a book about um, specifically for women about spiritual mentoring and what does that look like as women? How do we? Um, look back to the people who are a little a little behind us on that path of life and call them up and help them see like this is, there's going to be a turn at this bend and you got to watch out for that. There's a tree in the path, you know, that kind of stuff. So she has a lot to say about what this looks like practically. She was um, over at Women's Ministries for 10 years at her church. And now she is um, at the Gospel Coalition and she heads up the Women's Ministry there. So I feel like we, we hit it out of the ballpark here with inviting you on for this verse, Melissa. <laughs>
1: <God> <laughs> I had a decided. good plan. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, I, I realized when you said it to me, I was like, if there's one verse that would say that I want to characterize my ministry, it's this one. I mean, this is um, what the uh, Lord has just blessed me to be a part of so much that, that it really hasn't just been about, um doing ministry. It's been about sharing life with others. And that's been a joy.
0: Amen. You know, it's funny. um, I was talking to a friend recently who um, is also doing ministry. And I said, you know, the more I think about my life, the more I feel like the impact, the greatest impact that I have, if I look back, it's like I did, my husband and I did youth ministry for nine years. Mm -hmm. And we still have now fully grown adults with children that come across the country and stay in our house and visit us. And that is like mind blowing to me. I like that. The power of life on life ministry is way more important than, you know, having 30,000 followers on Instagram, like who even cares? So not that it doesn't matter at all, but like if you look at the way Jesus did ministry, like, his main thrust, his main emphasis was with the 12 and then even with the three, like mm-hmm. that is where it's at. And so I love that we get to talk about this verse with you, Melissa. And even though I know that you, you know, have this, this huge impact in terms of what you're doing with the gospel coalition, the reason that you get to do that is because you've been so faithful with a few, you know, over, over time and mentoring women and being able to speak into that. And I, I just think about our verses context, because I, I feel like this, it re- Paul really, like if you read First Thessalonians, he has the heart of a mother. He even says earlier, right before our verse, he says, just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel, but our lives as well. And then he says later, for you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging comforting and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory like he is a parent and that is I mean I i just look at like mentoring and that is really it is loving somebody like you would love your child and it's it is the most beautiful thing
1: yeah it's very familial like it it's yeah it's just this we have mothers in the faith and fathers in the faith and children in the faith. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me, Melissa, how have you been impacted by spiritual mothers?
1: Yeah, I've been so blessed throughout my life to, to just have women who invested in me. Um, probably the longest term one was in college. Uh, my mm-hmm. college ministry staff worker met with me for three years, once a week every week um and so to be invested in that way in a season when you have that much time because who else has time (laughs) to get lunch with someone every week um but i realized you know that's the thing about college right uh Mm -hmm. it's this wonderful season where you do have more time and Mm -hmm. we can use it to invest in bad things (laughs) um which a lot of college students choose to do um But it can be such a time when actual spiritual growth can happen because there is this season that allows for learning, not just in the academics that we're learning, but um, growth in the Lord. And so I'm so thankful for her investment in me to meet with me week on week. And it it set this trajectory in me and also this burning desire in me that as she had invested in me, I wanted to invest in others. Like that was a Mm -hmm. huge thing for me. I felt like the Lord had been so kind to me to give me this person who invested in me. Would the Lord let me do that to others? Um, and if that was because it had been so impactful. And I think any of us, as we've been impacted by the care of others or the love of others or the mentoring of others, we want to share that. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. We want the opportunity to, to do that for someone else. And mm-hmm. um, it really is not just like, Deanne who mentored me, that was her name, Deanne, she didn't just come to me with the Bible. Yes, we studied the Bible, but she came to me with her life. We talked about her mm. life, we talked about my life. Um, it was life interacting with the truth of scriptures. And I think that's what's so beautiful about life on life ministry.
0: Yeah. I think about too, like, um I, I think it would be easy sometimes to like look back and be like, well, I was just in college and you know, whatever. Um, it was only a couple of years or I only, you know, I only did that for this season. I think sometimes when we think about mentoring, we feel like it has to be forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that becomes an overwhelming thing for some people. Like, I don't know if I want to do that because what if it doesn't work out and and then I'm stuck, you know. Um, what would you say to somebody who comes to you like that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, one, the good news is mentoring is not marriage. (laughs) marriage, (laughs) Yes. You need to plan for the long haul mentoring. Uh Thankfully, there are no commands in scripture to stay, stay with people. It can be beautiful when that happens. Like the Lord Uh orchestrates certain relationships in your life that you look back and you say, wow. I never would have thought that this person who I met in this context that we're still friends. Like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Actually. I mean, one of the people I've walked with the longest um, I originally hired her as a babysitter. She had just graduated from college. She was 22. And I said, yeah, my friend told me, my favorite babysitter's moving to your town. You need to call her and get her. And, you know, that's like gold when you're a young yeah. mom, oh, somebody yeah. tells you there's a new babysitter coming to town. You're like, yeah, I'll call her. Um, <laughs> and we got to know each other through that. And um, she ended up going to seminary and um, she got married later, you know, uh, about eight years later. And now she lives six houses down from me. And oh while she watched all my children when they were little, um, now all her little children run in my house and you know, say, Miss Melissa, Miss Melissa, while I have these mm. big teenagers and my teenagers love her kids. Okay. Could I have known that when I called her up to ask her to babysit for me? No, I couldn't yeah. have known that we were going to share a lot of life together and mm-hmm. walk through a lot of things. And that I was at her house just last like five days ago and she and her husband were praying for me about something I was going through. No, I, I couldn't have mm-hmm. <laughs> thought that when I, when I called her. And so the Lord sometimes does things like that. And that's just yeah. his grace. But I always like to say that view, view mentoring as a year commitment, like set that time with someone, um, mm-hmm. because everyone has life going on and you don't know where you'll be in a year, um, that person doesn't know where they'll be in a year. And actually the woman who discipled me all three years, it was always just a semester commitment. Dan would say, <laughs> Hey, would you like to meet this semester yeah. um, Tuesdays for lunch? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then we reevaluated every, mm-hmm. you know, I knew she had other people to meet with. I didn't expect that she was going to meet with me all the years. Cause she met with me, my freshman, sophomore and junior year, and then she got married and moved. Um, mm-hmm. And so I didn't expect I knew she had to mentor other people and disciple other people. And so it was always just a semester commitment. And I think that's a really helpful way to view it. Like, hey, we're going to walk together for a season. Um, maybe maybe it will turn out to be a long season. We don't know. But let's, let's commit to doing this for six months or for a year. And then we'll mm-hmm. both reevaluate because... My schedule may have changed, your schedule may have changed, um, and I think that's a healthy way to view it. I like to view mentoring as um, two trees standing beside each other one's an older tree, one's a younger tree, and they're kind of tethered together for a season, but yeah. it's it <laughs> you know you want that younger tree eventually to be standing on its own and not have to yeah. be tethered any yeah. longer um, yeah but it's so it's it's a beautiful thing when like if you look in the in the scripture jo's um, Joshua and Moses. They were together oh, yeah. 40 years. I mean, so that's a wonderful thing. But Jesus mm-hmm. and his disciples, he had three years. It changed yeah. the world. Yeah. I mean, so you <laughs> never know. <Yeah. laughs> you, you never know um, what. The time is less relevant than the willing to invest in, in yeah. someone who's coming behind you. Yeah.
0: Well, I think too, like you look at where our verse is situated. I mean, Paul was really only with the Thessalonians for a couple months. And yet there was something there. There was a bond there that was created because of the gospel, because of, you know, how they they lived life together, right? That he loved them like a parent. And it was beautiful. I think sometimes when we think about ministry, we have a tendency to think strategically Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But we don't see a lot of that sort of strategy first type of thinking in the Bible. We see more like relationship first thinking. And I think this verse really seems like a model verse when you're trying to figure out like what is a ministry supposed to look like? How do you employ this concept even with what you do with your team or with, you know, how you're structuring ministries there?
1: Yeah, it can be really tempting to, um, for any of us in ministry to count numbers. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, we have 10,000 women coming to this conference. That makes us significant. When I would actually say the most important work I did this year was with the 200 you know, in this, Mm. in this, in these cohorts that no one even knows about. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a quiet (laughs) thing we're doing on the side, but um, Uh because I'm such a believer in being able to go deep with people, we need the wide. Sometimes that's Mm -hmm. where, you know, when you have a big thing like this, sometimes that's where you can invite your non-Christian friend and they come and they hear the yeah. gospel for the first time but mm-hmm. you know the whole command to go into all the world and make disciples teaching them to obey all that i've commanded that's a long haul proposition that's yeah you know, <laughs> go make disciples a lot of people just interpret that oh it's evangelism no 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 this is a teaching them to obey all i've commanded that takes years <laughs> you know mm-hmm. discipleship takes years and mm-hmm. so Um, And I think there's this beautiful picture Paul paints in different parts of scripture. You know, one person planted, one person watered, one person. God gives the growth. So we're all just part of that discipleship process. Um, And so sometimes you might be in the position where you're on a plane with someone and you share the gospel at one moment normally, you never know. Yeah. And you (laughs) never know. And I will say though, what's always interesting to me when things like that happen, they'll often say, yeah, I've got a really religious brother or sister. And I'm thinking, yeah, they've been praying Mm -hmm. for you and they're really glad this conversation's happening right now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Often (laughs) there's someone in their life who's been Mm -hmm. making them think,
0: you know, and Mm -hmm. you see
1: this start to happen and you're like, oh yeah, the Lord's, the Lord's after this person. Yeah. I've seen that happen enough. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so I think there can be these moments when we just share the gospel and we never know what happens. Paul did that, right? He stood up in these places. Many people were listening. He shared the gospel and he doesn't know what happens. That That's that's a reality. But there's such joy. And I think that's what he's getting at here when we can mm-hmm. share our lives with people. Um, yeah. Obviously, we want them to know the gospel. Like that's the good news. But when we can really get to know people and see how it's impacting their life there's just there's just a great joy and i think you hear that in paul i'm like a nursing mother you know yeah. nursing mother's delighting in this baby yeah um and she's attuned to their cry she mm-hmm. is you know i remember just staring at my babies and thinking mm-hmm. oh look their little hands are up by their head as they sleep yeah i mean just this <laughs> you know
0: this right. overwhelming infatuation
1: yes infatuation and that that's that's um in a lot of ways what what we hope to feel as we minister to people. It should never be distant. I don't know. Even even when we it sometimes it is distant in the sense of we don't know where it goes, but we should always have places, I think, in our lives where it's very life on life. That that keeps it <laughs> keeps it really um real mm-hmm. and personal. And I think that's as important for the person sharing the gospel as for the person receiving it.
0: Yes, we need those like life, like when we talk about life on life, it should also be life giving, right? Mm-hmm. It should be something that you, um, that you enjoy. And there's, I mean, there you should also have things that you do that you're just being obedient and, you know, like, I don't really love that I'm doing this. It's hard. God changed my heart. Like, just because you're not loving it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but you yeah. should be able to find places in ministry where you know, my husband has been a pastor for 20 years now. And there are people that were like, you know, because a lot of what ministry looks like is a little bit amorphous. Like, was that ministry or were we just having a good time? I don't know. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, where it's like, we don't count every time we go out to dinner with somebody that we love who we're mentoring either. You, you, but not that you count it, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It. it but sometimes it's almost like we feel guilty. Like, are we really getting paid to do this? You know, like this is way too much fun. And then there are other things where you're like, oh, this is, this is hard. This is why we're getting paid.
1: Yes. Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. That's
0: exactly uh, right. Well, this is so good, Melissa. Um, we are about out of time for today, but we are going to come back in our next episode and just kind of delve a little further into this, these concepts and practically like, if you're starting to feel that that burden in your heart of like, oh, maybe this is something I could do, or this is something mm. that I've always wanted, and I've never asked, like, we're going to have some of those conversations. Like, how do you enact this verse? How do you live this verse out in your life? So uh, thanks for joining with me today, Melissa. And we're so excited to get to hear from you one more time.
1: Great. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at DwellDifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of
1: course, this podcast.